Well, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Ninja on the Loose. I'm George, or you could call me G-Money. I wonder if that's ever going to catch on. Anyway, as it turns out, uh, I like to try to keep the subject matter for these particular podcasts in line with something I'm either experiencing or doing or recently been doing, and uh, uh, this is another example of that. As it turns out, I'm in the midst of some rebranding projects. And I thought it would be kind of a cool subject to discuss. So uh, let me tell you a bit about some of the stuff I'm working on. Uh, Probably the most obvious rebranding that you would be able to actually notice that I've had something to do with is the photo that accompanies my podcasts. I figured after using the same mid-air jumping ninja photo, for or graphic for the past year, it was probably time to do something different. Uh, I haven't retired that logo. Uh, that logo is still pretty much my main brand. But I thought for the uh, podcasts, it would be probably a little smarter to actually have something in the photo that says Ninja on the Loose. So I kind of created a, a couple of things myself. I ended up uh, going through, I'm going to say four uh, different uploads before I finally uh, decided on the one that you see on there now. And there is a bit of a story behind it. This, uh, the, the lady in the pink, uh, pointing to the sign that says Ninja on the Loose, happens to be my wife, Brenda. Now, the photo itself dates back to just about a year ago. Uh, this is when we went and took our holiday into the uh, Kootenays in southern British Columbia. And there's a, a town I'm going to say probably two, yeah, maybe two hours away from here if we were to drive straight through. And uh, it's got what they call a wishing wall. And it's a big giant chalkboard on the side of a building. It's actually on the side of a gas station building. And uh, there's a couple of picnic tables, a little bit of a green space there. But apparently this is a very popular spot for a lot of people stop and, you know, put their wishes, you know, leave your wish on this wall. And uh, I don't know if you could actually see well enough on that photo, but if you could see, you'll see a number of different lines where people can actually just put a, a very small wish if they'd like. And on that particular day that we were there, the majority of those particular wish lines had world peace written in them. And so obviously world peace is still a big deal for a lot of people. I I actually think I added world peace there a couple times myself just because. But I saw this big empty space in the middle and I went, uh, there's chalk supplied, so I grabbed a piece of chalk and uh, went as quickly as I could and as largely as I could without destroying anything that was already on the chalkboard and uh, scrawled ninja on the loose. And I remember thinking while I was doing this, here's a cool opportunity to take a few photos that a guy might want to use somewhere down the road for branding. Not thinking particularly that that particular photo was going to be used for anything other than maybe social media. So when it came to rebranding my brand uh, online, I thought, okay, this is a really good opportunity to do this. And so when I came across that particular photo, the light bulb went on and I thought, oh yeah, I can't go any further. That's the photo. And so that's why it's uh, being used where it is. Uh, Again, like I said, all my other branding has remained in all the other streams that I use. But 
you know, thinking about it, this is a good reason to talk about rebranding. Uh, another project I'm currently working on is a local nonprofit organization I'm a member of. Uh, I've been asked to uh, work on their website. And so after taking a reasonably good look at it and uh, deciding it needs a rebuild, I'm going to pretty much build it again from scratch and give it a new brand. So that's one of my projects. And um, it turns out uh, that my wife is also in the midst of a rebranding this week as well. So it's amazing how all these things kind of happen all at once uh, in our house anyway. Uh, the home-based business that she operates that I've uh, you know, shared with you a few times, Jam Busters, uh, we've decided in the past week uh, it's time to do something with the salsas that she makes. She has, uh, I know I'm going to be wrong, but I think she has seven different varieties of salsa and the reason why there's seven is because uh, each one gets progressively hotter with uh, peppers you know so different uh, variety of peppers different combination of peppers well uh, she's decided to a com- you know do a complete rebrand and actually focus each step up the Scoville scale uh, with an actual specific pepper so, for example, uh, one will the peppers in one recipe will be jalapenos only. Uh, one in a different recipe will be chilies only. Uh, one in another recipe will be serrano peppers only. And so that way it's very pepper-specific, but using the Scoville chart, that'll say, okay, this one's a little hotter than this one, this one's hotter than that, so on and so forth. And I thought that was a brilliant way of doing it, but it meant that the existing stock was going to have to get blown out somehow to make room. And so that's all part of the rebrand that we're doing there. So, you know, there's uh, three really quick examples of rebranding that's uh, happening in our lives. And so, like I said this morning when I got up, I thought, hey, here's a great idea for a podcast subject. And so my top five list today is reasons to rebrand. So number five, it creates a buzz about you, your product, or service. It really does, you know. Uh, sometimes a product may sit on the shelf for a while or may just, you know, be something people pass by pretty quick, uh, whether it's uh, window shopping or shopping online. And sometimes if you do a rebrand, it really kind of all of a sudden creates a buzz about something. It doesn't always have to be the actual item that's being rebranded that the buzz comes from either. But uh, as soon as you start, you know, talking and promoting the fact that you're looking at a rebrand, all of a sudden people are starting to notice your stuff again. Uh, That's what we've noticed with some of the things we're doing. Uh, Number four. It allows for the death and rebirth of a product or product line. And that's exactly what we're doing with our salsas. We're actually going to retire uh, some of the recipe ones that we've been using with the previous recipe. And then we're going to have rebirth of these particular salsas. Uh, But they're going to have a different recipe and they're going to have different names. So essentially we're killing off some product and making room for some new ones. And, you know, it's really kind of, I think it's a nice way to have closure by actually eliminating the item or items that you're rebranding as opposed to just leaving them and bringing them back in the background. Uh, So this is really why we're doing this is we want to, like I said, kill off. And there is really no nice way of saying it. We are like, 
you know, blowing them out, getting rid of them. We don't want to see them again. They're gone. Once those items are gone, they're not going to come back into the inventory. They're not going to be a recipe that we're going to use again. They're gone. But it opens up room for new recipe items and new products of that similarity. So, you know, for us, that just makes sense. Uh, number three, uh, it will open a new advertising and promotion stream. And what I like about that is, and you've seen it, and I know it's kind of a cliche, but you know, new and improved, or special new formula, or, you know, whatever the hook line is that you see in advertising uh, with uh, rebranding, it really does allow you to promote something with a new approach. And so that's kind of what we're looking forward to with the uh, new salsa line in particular is it's going to give us another way to promote ourselves. I'm thinking right now as I'm speaking about it that uh, the new photo on my um, podcast channel there, the, the, the photo of Brenda, also gives me a new way of promoting myself as well. So, you know, it's there's a lot of pluses involved in rebranding. It's not a bad thing if it's done right. It's actually a really beneficial item to consider uh, for a variety of reasons. My number two tip on uh, reasons to rebrand is it gives you a chance to try new marketing techniques. So this kind of expands uh, right off of uh, what I just said about uh, new advertising and promotion streams. It it allows you to do some new stuff. It really does. Uh, And what I mean by this particular point is it allows you to improve on what you have done and, and whether it worked or didn't work. You can now tweak things and learn from those experiences of things that did or didn't work and make those changes to uh, hopefully improve the way you market that particular item. Because let's face it, you know, and I'll use the salsas as an example, and I'm exaggerating here. Let's say they all tanked, and it was because maybe they had names that stunk, okay? And that is part of the brand, right? I mean, if you have a bad name for your product, that's not going to help. It doesn't matter how slick and beautiful your advertising is. If the name stinks, it's not going to help. So for us, our names we've been kind of, you know, playing with. And we kind of stuck with a a sort of a theme. And then... You know, like I said, we, we've kind of honed it down to specific names that we wanted to use. Uh, the one I came up with that I like the most is uh, the, the salsa that we make, our hottest one, uses ghost peppers in it, and uh, we call it the Grim Heater. And, you know, you call it that, and you refer to it as that on site, and you bring out a jar and show people and tell them what's in it. You know, the name gets a bit of a chuckle, and so... You know, we kind of, I think we kind of lucked out with that. But, you know, there's other names that we've used that don't really stand out. And so, because of the rebranding, it really does give us a chance to improve on something and maybe tweak things that didn't quite work right. And so, you know, the names will be different. And like I say, hopefully a more dynamic um, series of names will make the salsas stand out a little more too. Of course, now, I want to also emphasize, since I'm talking about the salsa brand of Jam Busters, is we've always been really lucky, and I'm going to sound biased here, but it's true, we've also been very lucky that the product actually tastes pretty good. It goes back to what I was saying, is if your marketing name sucks, 
it doesn't help. Well, if the product sucks too, it doesn't matter how pretty and how fabulous and flashy your promotion is, even if the product is a dud, it's not going to help. Uh, lucky for us, the salsas have been very tasty. Uh, we've had lots of uh, tremendous positive feedback on the quality of the product. So that's never been a problem for us. We know the stuff sells, but we want to kind of give it that extra push. Uh, not that we want to be millionaires, because if you've listened to any of these podcasts in the past, you know that we just do this stuff for fun. Yeah, money is part of it, but it's it's not going to make or break us if we don't you know, hit certain projections, because that's not what we're doing. It's a home-based fun business, right? Uh, but, you know, we do want to follow some guidelines, you know, because we want to, you know, we're professionals, and we want that to be obvious when people deal with us. Uh, my number one reason to rebrand is, and this is probably one of the bigger ones, and this is also kind of the most exciting one, if you were to ask me, it exposes your product or your brand to a potentially new audience. And that's really big because, you know, people may not have heard about our salsas before, right? Again, using, you know, my experience, you know, my particular uh, example. Uh, and so, you know, the the new buzz that we're creating, the death and rebirth of the of the products, the new advertising and promotion we're going to put in place, and the, the uh, new and improved uh, marketing techniques all combine to give us access to a new audience that may never have heard of the Grim Heater before or any of those products. So, you know, rebranding has some real pluses to it. I used to think, and I'll be honest with you, I'll... I'll I can't give you the brand name because I don't want to endorse a brand uh, in this particular podcast other than our own. But uh, let's just say there's a popular soft drink that went through a rebranding a number of years ago with a new and improved recipe, apparently. Okay? And, you know, smart marketing, you know, I thought it was a really cool idea, but it tanked for a variety of reasons, and looking back on it, sometimes the actual product name has turned into a punchline in several jokes in marketing, and in the marketing circle in marketing world as, well, you know, if you're going to do a rebrand, you don't want it to end up like, you know, fill in the blank. And so, you know, it doesn't always work. But I think nowadays it's becoming more obvious and more, uh, or, or rather than more obvious, it's becoming more uh, a regular uh, opportunity for marketing of products because the competition is so steep and so difficult in some circles that rebranding seems to be almost something that's, you know, that the, bar- the marketing groups of some of these corporate entities are probably already thinking that, you know, year two will rebrand this and this product, year three will rebrand this one, and year five will do this one and this one. Because you almost have to in order to keep up against your competition. Uh, but back in the day when rebranding was kind of unusual, I think it stood out more in some ways. And, uh, uh, but Again, back to my whole premise of this uh, podcast is that there are really good positive reasons to seriously consider doing a rebrand. And uh, hopefully my list here is giving you some reasons to consider it if you've been sitting on the fence of doing such an item. And that'll do it for this particular podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm going to, in the show notes, 
put a link in there again for uh, my wife's uh, home-based business, chambusters.ca. So hopefully you check it out and get a bit of a a clue of the stuff I'm talking about. And uh, until next week, have a great day.